Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. I want to share this with you today uh, to help you because we want Christians to be healthy. Okay, amen? To be healthy all healthy all throughout trials okay um why why is that uh, why uh, are we going to talk about uh peace in the midst of the storm or how to have this the peace of god in the midst of the storm it is because we worry about so many things right in fact uh, a lot of people they worry about everything okay <laughs> they worry about everything that they watch on social media and um, since the the covid uh, 19 thing uh, last year uh, the the protocols the new normal the continued economic decline uh, no work and the savings are depleted and we have uh, yeah right and you nasunugan saan yon yes uh, Yes, in our Castillo and uh, and the hospitalization nowadays means a lot of money. It's it's very expensive because you're going to go through a lot of tests, etc. and uh, and a lot of adultery and killings, you know, in the news. And uh, the question whether to take or not take the vax, the vaccine or uh, when is going to be the next vaccination or, or what is the long-term effect of the vaccine? Like four to five years from now, what's, what's the effect, you know? Um, what else? Uh, the upcoming election, okay? That would be next year, okay? It's like uh, who will run for, this, for, the, for a specific office and whom to vote, you know? The, 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 then maybe the national ID thing, National ID system, the reset in the government and economic system around the world, or globalization, etc., uh, etc. Et there will be many things ahead of us that that could, you know, be our stressor. Okay, that could stress our lives, and uh, we don't want you to, to deteriorate. We don't want you to have a somatic effect physically. You see, you, you can be pressured and stressed emotionally mentally and then it will affect you physically <clears throat> in the physical aspect so uh, we want to share with you today how to to overcome okay this kind of stress okay the the, the stress that the world gives um, all right so uh, there's so much the world is absorbing right now there's much in our plate I believe and uh, so much uncertainty and but okay take note uh, ch the church our church is not an anti-vax in general see our children <clears throat> our children were vaccinated um, but concerning the COVID-19 vaccine since uh, the clinical study is still ongoing uh, and uh, it's not complete yet okay so then then this is my suggestion then each one should do their research and pray 
and decide for themselves. Okay, so you 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 use your free will. Okay, anyway, the 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 Antichrist in Revelation chapter thirteen has not appeared yet. Okay, and so there is no um, there is no what do you call this mark of the beast yet. So it's up to you. All right, so that's it. So today uh, we're going to talk about peace in the midst of the storm. Okay. Peace in the midst of the uh, of our trial. So if this year has taught us anything as Christians, it is that this world may not be as stable as we once thought. Okay? So how are Christians to respond to a world in the midst of, of trials, of, of the storm, such as pandemic? So... Let's, uh, let me read to you Matthew 8, verse 23. It says, Then he got, Jesus got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Verse 24, Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. <laughs> okay? Just imagine. But Jesus was sleeping. Okay? The Lord was sleeping. <clears throat> Verse 25, the disciples went and woke him. Ginising nila si Jesus. He said, Lord, save us. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Lord, mga lunudta. And verse 26, in verse 26, Jesus replied, You of little faith. Okay? He said, Why are you so afraid? Okay, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. Okay? Verse 27, The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So, you see, the question that Jesus asked, Why are you so afraid? It's like saying, Hey, guys, have you forgotten that I am here with you? Okay, so Jesus, the Lord, Yeshua, was not shaken, okay? Even if, you know, the storm is raging and it's, uh, the waves are beating against the boat. And, and so Jesus was still sleeping, okay? The, just like in the church, I said, if I was there, this is, you know, I wasn't there 2,000 years ago, but, you know, just a thought. You know, came to my mind, what if I was there with the disciples and with the Lord Jesus during the time when, when the storm uh, came, the furious storm came up on the lake? Okay, what would I do? You see, this is what I believe I will do. I will get a cushion, I mean a, a pillow, and then sleep beside Jesus. <laughs> so, I believe it's... it's uh, it's not right to really panic, to be afraid of be getting drowned in, in the lake because Jesus was there with you. If the boat will sink, the first one to be on in, in the water will be the Lord because he was sleeping. Okay? Do, do you understand? So the point, my friend, I understand that uh, fear uh, uh, struck the disciples because of the kind of uh, storm, all right? But again, again, just the thought that Jesus was in the same boat, okay? Jesus was 
on that same boat. Hallelujah. So whatever happens to the boat and to everyone in that boat, okay, will also happen or Jesus will also experience the same thing. So what would you think? What would Jesus do? So friends, ladies and gentlemen, we as the follower, we as followers of Christ, many times in our lives, we also, you know, find ourselves on the same situation. But then a lot of Christians, they fret, you know, they, 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 uh, they panic when, when uh, we f then they face trials of many kinds. And so how are Christians to respond to a world in the midst of like this pandemic? Okay, so but we believe first, this peace comes when we have our mind settled. Okay, or perfect peace comes from a settled mind. Let me read to you Isaiah 26 verse 3. Okay, Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace. Okay, perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Wow. So it's in the Bible. Okay, let's, let's uh, read uh, in ESV version. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If you read it in King James, it says the same thing. The uh, King James used the word stay. Okay, so the Lord will keep his people, those, uh, I mean, the Lord, okay, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? Is fixed, is focused, is fastened, okay, fastened on you. Because, Bible says, he trusts in you. Meaning to say, we have to fix our eyes on the Lord. Somehow, in the middle of all the chaos around the world, we have to fix our eyes on the Lord. Amen? We have to focus on eyes. Instead of, you know, uh, 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 keeping an eye on the, on the problem, on the issue, I mean, you know, it will grow in your eyes, in, in your view. Okay? And so, you cannot see the solution anymore because all you see are the problems. Okay, so focus on the Lord Jesus Christ so you can enjoy his peace. But again, okay, this is a principle that I like to throw. Okay, listen to this. We must have, okay, I think I gave it to you. Okay, we must have peace with God first before we can experience the peace of God. Do you agree with that? Now, why? Because the only way to get peace from God or the only way to have the peace of God is to have peace with God first. Amen? Because you see, if you're living a life of sin, if you're not living right with God, then if you don't have peace with God, how can you have the peace of God? Right? There is no peace in the mind of someone living a life offending God, continually offending God. You have to have peace with God first, okay? Okay, reconcile with God, all right? Uh, like uh, no compromise. Like if there's anything, because these things, okay, uh, sin 
will always separate us, will always disfellowship us from the Holy God. And so we have to settle our accounts. Amen? We have to, you know, make things right. Okay? Get right with God. Repent. Walk in repentance, as Kuya Eric Miller said. Okay? Uh, what the, uh, in keeping with repentance? Uh, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. That's one of the favorite verse of Kuya Eric Miller, our director. His you favorite verse. No, our favorite verse too. <laughs> it's just because he always mentions that in his preaching. Okay? So it's true that now that you're born again, okay, you should walk in repentance. Okay? You should keep in step with the Holy Spirit. You should walk with God. That's why the Bible says, those who are children of God, they what? They are led by the Spirit. That's in the book of Romans. So if you are a child of God, then you will know because you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Now you cannot live, you cannot sleep with sin in your heart. If you know you have sin in your heart, you have unbearable conviction. It will disturb you because He lives in you. And so you can... You know, repent about it and grow, okay? And grow in the Spirit so that next time you'll be stronger. So when God allows the temptation and etc., it is for you to outgrow this kind of trials. So my friend, here's the thing. You need to have peace with God, with God first, before you can have you can obtain you can enjoy you can experience the peace of god or the peace from god okay so that's wisdom my friend all right so if you want to know what do i mean by that or let's just say you're not a believer for you're not a believer of christ yet okay so let me read to you romans chapter 5 verse 1 Okay, Romans 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning to say, uh, because sin was passed to all men, so we were born sinners, we were born enemies of the cross. That is why we need a Savior. We, that's why Jesus said, John chapter 3 verse 7, Jesus said, do not be surprised that I tell you, you must be born again. That's what Jesus said. It's not a suggestion. The Savior himself said, you must be born again. So if you're looking, searching for eternal life, for salvation, remember what the Savior said. If Jesus is your Savior, Jesus said, you must be born again. Okay, it's not about becoming a member of a, of a certain uh, religious group. No, 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 my friend. N that was never mentioned in Scripture. It's not about uh, being baptized in a, in a certain church. No, 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 that's not true. Okay, because, because if, we, if anyone claims that those who were not member of their church will not be saved, then the disciples of Jesus are not saved at all because all the religions that are here, that are currently or that are present in, in, in the Philippines, okay, does not, did not exist during the time of the Lord Jesus Christ, during the, the lifetime of the disciples of Christ. So if they were not member of your church, then they too are not saved. 
Okay, so that's uh, so so telling people or preaching that they need to be a member of our church so that they can obtain salvation is wrong. Okay, it's wrong because salvation is not found by joining a, a certain group or religion. Jesus said, "You must be born again." Being born again is the state of being in Christ Jesus. You have to be reconciled back to God through what Jesus paid in the cross. Jesus died in the cross. He paid the price. And all you need to do is surrender, commit your life to Jesus in prayer so that He can be your Lord and Savior. Okay? It's like exchange. Okay? You give your life to Jesus so that His life, you know, the benefits of what He did in the cross, He paid for our sins, okay, will be on us. Because you know what? If you do not, if you don't give your life to Jesus, okay, then you do not belong to Christ. You must make Him your Lord. You must submit to His Lordship. Because if you come under His Lordship, then you are a benefactor of forgiveness. Then you become a benefactor of eternal life. Because benefactors are the people who come under His Lordship. So if you're not under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then you don't have peace with God. You cannot have peace with God. Because you are the God of yourself. Because you are Lord of yourself. Therefore, when you stand on judgment day, Defend yourself. You don't have a lawyer, okay? Because you think you are God. You think you can live your life without God on earth. So now, on judgment day, you cannot save yourself because you're a sinner. All of us have sinned, okay? But Jesus came as a man, okay? He left uh, his uh, deity, being God, and, and became in, uh, a man. I mean, in, he, he took human flesh. He bore our sins on the cross. He, he represented us. He was our substitute. That's why he became our perfect sacrifice. God sent him to be the sin offering. So that when Jesus died in the cross, okay, he was the perfect offering. And the transaction was completed. That's why the, the Heavenly Father resurrected him on the third day because the transaction, the payment, the atonement for our sins are being was completed during that time. God's anger towards sin was appeased. It was appeased. So if your life is in Christ, you are acquitted of your sins. You must be born again. If you want to know more, contact us. Okay? We we you know we will help you. Okay? We will guide you how to come to Jesus Christ. Because you see, there's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. Alright? So that's from Kirk, Brother Kirk Cameron. He said. Nothing is more important than your eternal salvation. I tell you, that is so true. So if there's something that you need to worry about, you must be born again. Okay? If you're not born again, you must. You must. You must be born again. That is more important than vaccination. I tell you, you can be vaccinated by all types of vaccine. But if you, your life is not in the Lord Jesus Christ, when you die, you're dead. I mean, when you die, 
you don't have eternal life in the next life. Okay? You must be born again. Amen. So, alright. So, again, um, let's continue. Whew. So, again, how do we gain? How do we obtain peace with God? We must first have what? Ah, how do we obtain the peace of God? We must first have the we must first have peace with God. Okay? How? How to have peace with God? Romans chapter, what was that? Romans 5 1 says, to have peace with God, you need, you know, you can only have peace with God when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. Because your sins are justified. Your sins are forgiven if you come under the Lordship of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright. Okay, so, for today's message, I'd like to expound. Let us analyze. Let's try to examine Philippians chapter 4, beginning from verse 4 to 9. Now, I know this is, this is a scripture that is common to many of us. But I want us to analyze point by point. Okay, atong himayun siya, part by part, portion by portion. Let's break it down, friend. Let's, you know, let's try to study this word for word. Okay, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So again, point number one. We are commanded, we were commanded, to rejoice okay rejoicing you know brother what if i don't feel like rejoicing I, I mean there is no reason to 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 be happy there's no reason to rejoice you know what we were in israel at the western wall and it was friday evening and we saw a lot of uh jewish people by groups there were young people they were old they were that some were dancing you know in they were all in circles and they were happy, laughing, and I don't understand what they're saying. But by observing in the middle of, I don't know how many people were rejoicing all at the same time. It's like, how can they hear each other when everybody is loud and praising God, thanking God, dancing before the Lord? And I told our Messianic Jew, I mean the guide, uh, I told him, sir, how come? What, what is the, where is this rejoicing coming from? Why are they rejoicing like that? I mean, they're so happy. What's the reason for this happiness? What's the reason for this joy? And he told me, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord. So we were commanded to rejoice. So even if you don't have reason to rejoice, you rejoice. I said, what? I mean, can that be done? Of course. And so I realized, ah, oh, right. It, the Bible says rejoice, so rejoice. Amen? Uh, this, as the song goes, One reason why... What, what's the song? Wait a minute. One reason why we're down and hopeless. Because we forget to rejoice. So it's very important, friends, that we rejoice. Because if you don't rejoice, the enemy has advantage to keep throwing lies on you and give you a lot of pressure that is not worth it not that is not worth thinking about okay look let's continue so again number one what's number one again number one uh we were commanded to rejoice okay that's verse four okay let's go to verse five it says let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near i want to say that again 
The Lord is what? The Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Okay? So, this truth on the nearness of God. You see, the, the, the proximity. Okay? The proximity that God is with us and in us. Okay? The Lord is near. That's what the Bible says. This truth must be imprinted, must be inculcated, it must be instilled in our hearts. Amen? It must be there. We must never forget that the Lord is near. So, we rejoice because of the goodness and because we know, we're not just because we were commanded to rejoice, but because we know we have all the reason to rejoice. Right? And then second, it says, the Lord is near. So there is no point of worrying because He's near. He's nearer than your shadow, my friend. Number three, third point. Let's go to verse six. It says, do not be anxious. I mean, say, do not worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, okay, present your request to God. That's uh, point number four. You present your request to God. You mean to say, uh, 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 you know, instead of worrying, okay, instead of worrying about everything, you, you pray to God, okay? Present your request to God. That's verse uh, 6. Okay, by the way, uh, I'd like to promote, we have a 24-7 prayer group managed uh, by um, Ati Tata, Ati Merla Saturinas. You have prayer requests, you can type it and send it to the group so the group can mention that in prayer. Amen? That's why we have 24-7 prayer group. So, um, so you can pray. Instead of worrying, why not ask, you know, uh, if, if Ate Tata is not your friend, look for her, uh, uh, Merle Saturinas. and. She's in the comments. Okay, so <laughs> tell her, Atitada, can I join? Can you please add me to the, 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 to the close group? Close group. So she can add you and, uh, and, and, and uh, you can uh, present okay, your request to God. Also, we have a Wednesday prayer group led by our uh, uh, Lubugan uh, uh, MFC. And then Thursday, we the Kabakan uh, MFC. And then Friday, we have uh, some of our leaders leading that online. Okay? Um, so you, you need to be a member of uh, our... John, can you post it there? Link. Uh, uh, they need to be a member of our... A group page. Ah, no. Group. group. Facebook. Group. group. Alright. So, it's there. Uh, John is going to uh, to put the link in uh, in uh, the comment box. So, you can join. And, um, and then, so you can also join our online prayer groups. Okay? So, concerning 24-7, it's anytime. Okay? Th that prayer group is... 24-7, okay? <laughs> That's why uh, it's 24-7. Okay, so point number four, pray. Present your request to God. Okay, point number five. Let's read verse seven. It says, and the peace of God, okay? And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um. Finally, brothers, 
ancestors, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, things, think about such things. Now, let me, I'd like, uh, I'd like to dwell, um, let me um, scan my, um, what does guard mean? Okay, the Bible says, and the peace of God will guard. Okay, Le uh, what, what verse is that again? Uh, that's in verse, verse 7. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, troubles will come. Lies of the enemy fake news you know all all sorts of pressure will come on you okay but here's the thing my friend okay maybe gossip here slander there uh, i mean all of this negativity will come at from all sides okay they will come on you and then if you try to entertain them if worry will knock at your door tuk 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 hello hello Mayung buntag, ayo, ayo, tuk, tuk, tuk. Okay, so, and if you open the door for worry to come in, hey, worry, Mr. Worry, come on in. Or, or hey, Mr. Uh, fear, uh, I mean, come on in. So, if you start entertaining fear and anxiety, uh, all of those bad uh, feelings and emotions and, and, and that, that, uh, that, will stress you okay then you cannot have you cannot experience you cannot enjoy the peace of god amen because you are folks instead of inviting the the lord in this of in, instead of in this sorry instead of inviting the peace of god you know you have welcomed the spirit of fear and the spirit of worry no friend don't do that Okay, close the door of your heart because you know what? The peace of God, when you invite the peace of God, read that, verse 7, and the peace of God which transcends all human intellect. It transcends understanding. It transcends your opinion. It transcends what you think it is. It transcends how big you think your problem is. It transcends all that. The peace of God transcends all that. Is bigger than your problem, God. Okay, so here's the thing: the Bible says, "Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ." So it, the peace of God will keep you from focusing your heart and your mind to the Lord. Guard. You know what it meant by guard? Okay, let me illustrate. Who is sweetheart? Are you there? I need uh, somebody to help me illustrate something. Anybody? Joey or... No, really? How about you? No? <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the thing, okay? Let's just say... Uh, okay. I have an alcohol here. Okay. This is... Um, okay. Can, can, you, can you be my... Can you come? All right. So, let's say for instance... Um, Okay, let's say for instance, 
let's say for instance uh, I am uh, you, how about if you sit here okay okay sit right there all right so you see uh, this is Satilibot okay let's say she is the heart your heart okay uh, she's my heart all right so <laughs> and let's say I represent the peace of God so whenever there is an attack that will come against the heart against the mind the Bible says the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard okay will guard meaning to say so because I represent the peace of God so when the um, when uh, fear attacks and when what was that again worry attacks I will guard look I will protect I will cover the heart from the attack do you understand so whenever okay if you have the peace of God you know the peace of God will cover you will protect you from all the attacks of the enemy do you understand so that is how important the peace of God is in our lives because without the peace of God you know what you have no protection so you have a security God security God, God. <laughs> security guard all right so you have a security guard when you have the peace of God because he is going to protect you he's going to cover you do you understand so read the verse it says uh, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding all right all right all right will guard your hearts he will protect the heart he is your security guard all right <laughs> no peace of God no security guard then you are vulnerable to every attack of the enemy do you understand but when the Bible says can you sit over there because there's another illustration I'd like to do in a little while in a little I'll call you back okay I'll call you back all right so again uh, let's uh, let's continue verse 7 I don't know verse 8 okay now we're on verse 8 it says in verse 8 finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or uh, excellent or praiseworthy think about such things so meaning i mean meaning to say the the the, the bible encourages us not to dwell not to dwell our minds on negative things on uh, on um, okay meaning we have to deflect ungodliness we have to deflect uh, the lies of the enemy we have to deflect from the things that will stress us down deflect so meaning we are to uh, deflect whatever is not true right just just reverse the scripture it says deflect whatever is not true and then uh, we are to deflect whatever is not noble what else we are to deflect whatever is wrong or incorrect we are to deflect whatever is impure uh, we are to deflect whatever is unlovely we are to deflect the things that are not admirable okay instead 
Think about those that are excellent and praiseworthy. Amen? So I just reversed it. So to illustrate the, the word deflect, because the Bible doesn't want us to uh, dwell our hearts and our minds on, on, on those things. So besides from having the peace of God, who is going to be the security guard against fear and, 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 and everything that is harmful to your emotions, to your, to your spirit, to your heart, to your mind, uh, it, it, the, the peace of God will, will secure you from all the, of those um, free radicals. <laughs> so we are to deflect, right? We are also to deflect from ungodliness. Deflect ungodliness, deflect all of this. Things. So, in a fight, okay, when you are in a fight, uh, uh, when you, def def you know, in a fight, you deflect the punches of your enemy, okay? That, that's one of what I learned from a long, long time ago, okay? When I was still in high school, I, 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 I had a training in, uh, I forgot what martial arts is that. Uh, Aikido, okay. So we were taught to practice uh, deflection, okay. So the, the point of this deflect thing, okay, is that you deflect the punches of the enemy, of your opponent. It's like you don't block the punch, you avoid the punch, okay. You don't want to absorb the impact of the punch, you, you let the punch hit the air. It's like you have to let it go, all right. Sit hard, can you come? Uh, uh, this is just an example. Can I? Where is the mic stand? Uh, so, um, <laughs> so I can keep on talking while uh, while we illustrate. Uh, okay, so let's show them. Let's say uh, my wife will punch me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He will punch me. Come on. She. She. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She. All right. She. <laughs> All right. Go. So. You try to, okay. Now, okay, so you see here, friends, if he, she punched me in the face, okay, what, what I will do is this, okay? Okay, I will try to deflect. I will try to avoid the impact, okay? So what do I do? I will deflect, okay? Or what I, go again. Okay, so again, I will, I will try to let, his punch, her. her, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh man, man, <laughs> okay, uh, I will try to evade, or stay away from the line of attack, because if you are in the line of attack, it's gonna hit hard, so you have to swing your body, you have to move away, okay, you have to move away, you have to turn away, you have to bend, do some bending, you have to avoid, okay, or, but there's another thing that you can do. For example, use the other arm. Okay? So if you try to yeah, swing, swing. So if you try to do like that, if you try to block the, the, the punch, you know what's gonna happen? The point of contact here, as the, uh, uh, the point of contact will be the point where you will feel pain. Okay? Do, do, do you get the point? So the, uh, the point is you avoid the impact because you want to avoid pain. So even if you try to block the punches, one more time, another. Hit my bone. Okay. You're going to feel the pain. She will feel pain and I will also feel the pain. So instead of doing that, I'm going to what? To deflect. Okay. 
So let's just use her energy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, that's the point of deflecting. Okay. So um, you want to avoid the, the, the contact, point of contact. So thank you, Sitheart. So the same way the Bible says, okay, uh, okay, therefore, 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 do your best to deflect the punch, okay? Fear, anxiety, fear, anxiety. Try to deflect it, you know? Just, just, just move aside from side to side. <clears throat> Try not to react when somebody slanders you. Okay, when somebody says say something against about you that is not, especially if it's not true, the Bible says don't think about those things. Amen. Uh, when they say something bad about you, you you know you just you know deflect, deflect, deflect. So if you know it's not true, if you know it's not noble, if you know it's not right, if you know it's not pure, if you know it's not lovely, if you know it's not admirable, okay, then deflect. Don't magnify slander. Don't dwell or think about those things because the Bible says, if there's anything praiseworthy, think about those things. Amen? So you have to deflect from what is not true and then focus our eyes on the truth. Okay? Because you know what? Those things that are not true, okay, uh, it's not worth your, our time and energy. Amen? So ignore. Even, you know, because we are always at home and all we see are, 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 are you know, we, 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 read a, we read a lot of comments and, and, and rants and, and, and sometimes there is no specific target. But you see, because it is a, an attack, a verbal attack uh, being posted so it's like a general thing it can hit anybody okay and it's not right okay if you have something against somebody you just deal with that somebody okay don't post anything that is going to hit everybody who reads it it's not right no don't be a toxic person right so but if you are a christian and you you know it's so happened that you were browsing the net and you read something and you know it's not about you. You don't need to write a comment back, you know. You don't need to uh, step on the grass, okay. You don't need to do that, okay. So you ignore toxic comments that you read, especially, uh, you know, just ignore toxic comments to avoid stress, amen. You have to avoid stress and stay healthy, amen. So because, why do you have to? ignore toxic comments because you know you will not win any argument in correcting toxic people so you see you, you read something and it's not right and and you know but if there's something that i i really want to engage and correct if uh, the post is about uh, it's against the Lord Jesus Christ. When somebody is trying to disrespect, to, to you know, to, uh, then uh, you will have to correct the person and say, hey, that is not right. Because it's now it's not about me. It's about the Lord and it's about his need, the, the, their need of salvation. Okay, so I think uh, that's a noble thing to do. But if it is something uh, just between you or somebody, 
you know, it's, it's not worth it. Amen? So, why? Because you will never win an argument against a toxic person. Why? Because they are always right. Why? Because their opinions are supreme. Why? Because they are perfect people. Do you understand? Toxic people are perfect people. Okay? So, when you confront, take note of this, when you confront a toxic or perfect person, okay, or, or perfect people, alright, when they are checkmate, okay, na checkmate na sila, okay, they will always twist the story. They will always reroute the topic. You know, they will divert the issue, diversion road, okay, to change the real issue. You know, they will even lie if they have to. They will tell a lie. Why? So that they will not lose the argument. Remember, perfect people are perfect people and they are flawless and they are never wrong. Do you understand? So that's, that's the kind of people or, or per person that you're trying to help. So you cannot help a perfect person, I tell you. There, there is no point for helping a perfect person because we're not perfect and they are perfect. Something like that. Do you understand my point? So here's the thing. The truth is, they need help, right? They need help because they have a lot of issues. But the, the other truth is, most of them don't accept that they have issues. Most of them don't need your help. If they admit they have issues, but still, you know, they admit that they have weakness uh, that need uh, to be addressed, but still they don't, they, they, they won't seek help. Okay, they, they're not going to seek help to solve their issues. Of course, not all, not all. Um, that's why uh, my point, the only point that I want to drive is this. It's a never-ending tug-of-war arguing with perfect people. Never-ending tug-of-war. You will go on circles, and if you checkmate them, they're going to, to reroute the... the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> the whole story and then because that's why ignore toxic comments it is useless to argue with perfect people why because they have high uh, they have a very high they have a very high negative view in life okay and a very high self entitlement that is why very high entitlement and very negative. So they, they, they're, that's it. You cannot lead them to a positive, you know, something that they have, they can learn. Because for them, what they see is, is it, uh, I mean, is the, uh, what they see, what they believe. I mean, they're always right, right. They're always right. Okay. They, they're never wrong. And, um, and again, a very high negative view of life and a very high, very high in self-entitlement disorder, if you want to say that, you know, remove the word disorder. But anyway, uh, that's why they are critical. They, 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 are, they always find fault from other people. That, that's one of the symptoms of this uh, personality. They, they always find error they, they will always uh, talk about other people unsolicited okay why they always they are always finding fault to everyone around them 
to keep off the real issue. What is the real issue? Or or the, to they talk about issues, issues of other people because they don't want you. They don't want you to discover their issues. Okay, that's that's the real issue behind the issue. <laughs> to cover their issue, they talk about other people to cover the real issue, which is their issues. So, friends, uh, um, deflect. Deflect, okay? Deflect. You cannot, you cannot uh, argue with perfect people. So, uh, because they will not acknowledge they're wrong. Because they're perfect, right? So, okay, verse 9. Verse 9. This is point number 7. Verse 9, it says, Whatever you have learned or received and heard from me, okay, this is Paul, or seen in me, Put it into practice. Put it into practice. This is what Paul said. Apply what you learn. Okay? Apply it. Do it. Put it into practice. And, okay, read it. It's there. Is it? Is verse 9 there? Yeah. And, yeah, there. And the God of peace will be with you. I want to say, I'll say that again. And the God of peace will be with you. So we have seven points, okay? We, we shared with you seven points in this uh, particular passage of Scripture. And then on the seventh point, if you uh, put this into practice, okay? The Bible says the God of peace will be with you. So the peace of God. But who is this peace? The Bible says the God of peace. So therefore, this peace is, is God himself, right? Meaning, he is our peace. God is our peace. Look, read it again. It says, and the God of peace will be with you. Okay? So, hallelujah. All right. So, again, remember, that peace will guard you. It will hem in. It will protect you. It will shelter you. Okay, it will shelter us, shelter our hearts. Okay, if we fully trust the Lord our God, it will, God, the God of peace, His peace, His kind of peace will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen? So that the peace of God will guard our hearts from what the world fears. It will guard our hearts from the worries of the world. It will guard our hearts from uh, what shakes the world the people of the world it will guard the peace of god will guard our hearts from anxiety or from deceiving desires etc etc okay amen okay second to the last passage of scripture oh, yes yeah, something like that i want to read john 14 27 because now we just read to you uh, from Philippians that uh, Philippians verse what verse four, four verse verse nine. verse nine I mean no no I have not verse seven I don't know oh come on verse nine right where's verse nine it says that the peace of God that God is our peace okay so John fourteen twenty seven says peace I live with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Now that is very intriguing. Jesus said, I do not give you as the world I do not give to you as the world gives. I will share, explain that. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I've been reading this. I have read this many times over. And I hope I can give more light to this as I share, as, as, you know, as we go along. So, His peace that He imparts to us is a peace that is not just a feeling. Not just a feeling that we feel inside us because His peace is a person. Is a person. Okay? So, let us check the preceding verses. I mean, the the. The, the before verse 27, okay? Before verse 27, let's go back to see the context of this piece, okay? That's from verse 15 all the way to 26, okay? Because we read to you verse 27, now let's uh, move back to verse 15. So what what do Jesus mean by by this piece that he, 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 he wants to give us? That he gives us, which is a a peace that is, you know, that is not like how the world gives. I mean, let's read verse 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commands, or you will keep my commands. You will obey me. If you love me, you will obey me. That's verse 15. And it says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate uh, or comforter to help you and be with you forever. Okay? The now you read the, the word give, give, okay? And he will give you, okay? So now, verse 17, it says, The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he lives with you and will be in you, with us and in us. Okay, so he is with us and then he lives, he resides, he dwells in us. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, and so uh, verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans because Jesus is going to go back to his father. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He will come to us. How? Through the Holy Spirit. He says, verse 27, but the advocate, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will what? Will send. The Father will send in my name, Jesus said. In Jesus' name. And it says, will teach you all things, will remind you of everything I have said to you. So you see, that's why the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is going to guide us and instruct us and remind us of the promises of God. The point here, my friend, is that, and then, okay, and then, then the following verse Verse 27, which is verse 27 from, from the last verse we read, which is verse 26. The context is the Holy Spirit, which is what? The Father will give us another advocate. The Father will give us the other, and, and He will send the Holy Spirit through the name of Jesus. And He was, so He was really talking about the Holy Spirit. That's why in verse 27, He said, Peace I live with you. My peace. I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So what makes 
this kind of giving different from the world? Why is this different from the peace that the world offers us? Why? The difference is this, my friend, because this kind of peace is more than an emotional experience. This kind of peace is greater than just feeling safe. You know, if you feel safe and you have peace in you, you feel secured, it's more than that. This peace is more than that because this peace is a person. Amen? That the Lord will give us. And then what makes it unique? That's why it's not the same as the world gives. Okay, what makes it, makes it unique is this. The manner, and the manner he was given, it's the manner of God giving this peace, such peace to us. What's the manner? It's not just to make us feel good and feel safe and feel comfortable, but he is given to live with us to reside in us and will be with us. Not just that. It was meant to be forever. Hallelujah. Amen? That is why do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That is what the Lord said. He said, peace I give to you. Uh, what was that again? Peace I... Uh, verse 27. Peace... I live with you, my peace I give you, okay? And I do not give to you as the world gives because it's, it's unique, it's different. It's a person and he lives in us, with us, and that for, that's forever. Amen. What kind of peace is that? Meaning to say, you, we are supposed to live enjoying the peace of God in our lives or throughout our Christian life, throughout our Christian journey in this planet. Amen? Amen? So the Lord said, in the world you will have tribulation. In the world you will have a lot of trouble in this world. But take hearts. He said, cheer up because I have overcome the world. That's why in the Lord we were given this privilege to have the peace of God, which is the Holy Spirit to live in us and with us. And we're supposed to enjoy that peace forever and ever and ever. But the thing is, instead of having the peace of God guarding our hearts from worrying, from fear, from becoming fearful, you know what? We open the door and invite fear in and not the peace of God. Huh? That is why, my friend, you need, we need the peace of God. But remember the seven points. First, you must rejoice. Second, remember the Lord is near. Third, etc., etc. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, um, uh, here, I have a question, okay? If the Holy Spirit is with us and in us, how will that change the way we handle trials? Again. If the Holy Spirit is with us and in us, how will that change? Or how will you change the way you handle trials? Will there be any difference from before? When you were doing things your way, when you're trying to solve your things your way in the flesh, is it going to be the same? 
Of course not. Because you know what? You cannot give in to fear, to, 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 to worries. You should not. Because first and first of all, you have a security guard guarding your heart from, from this negativity, from these things. Amen? So you can stay calm. You can enjoy the, the, the peace of God in the midst of the storm. Okay, so guys, then, so w- what is the point? If you are aware and if you know for certain that you are not alone, if you know for certain that you are not alone in the battle, okay, you are not alone through the winds of the storms of life, and that the God the, and that God is on our side, okay. Of course, as long as you stay on His side, okay, you have to stay on His side. You, if you leave His side, then you are somewhere else. <laughs> so you cannot expect God to protect you if you are not on His side. You have to be on His side. Because he wants you to enjoy peace. His peace. That was meant to be with us forever. So my friend. If you are aware. If you know. If you are certain. That this is the truth. This is the will of God. The will of God is for you to enjoy his peace. If you know that. Then you will not be shaken. Amen. You will not fear. You can rest from the pressures of negativities. You can rest from the, from the natural troubles in this life. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. If you have rest, then you have peace. Amen. At the same time. So you don't need to worry. He's, Jesus said in Matthew, uh, let tomorrow Worry about itself, right? And, and, and if you are, you know, if you being, if we being human, human, if we human beings know how to care for our family, for our children, you know, God knows how to care for His children. In, in fact, God is far better than all human parents altogether. You know what? Why? Because God is love. That is, that is His nature. God is not limited like us. Men, people are limited, but our God is not limited. So you imagine what He can do. He can use anything. He can. God is God. And if God is with us, why would I be afraid? Amen? Amen? His ways, the Bible says, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. The Lord said, My ways are not your ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. So many say, God has everything planned in His mind already, and that He will get the glory, all of it. Amen and amen. So, point a people, people of God, learn how to deflect the attacks of the enemy, deflect the lies of the enemy, deflect evil, deflect the temptations of the flesh, of the sinful nature. Amen? Even if the devil himself comes to you at night, and even if the devil wakes you up in the middle of your sleep in the night, you know, and threatens to destroy you and threatens your life, you know, do not be afraid of the devil. Do not be shaken. Just tell the devil, oh, shut up, devil. It's just you. And then, you know, bang the door, go back to your sleep. Amen? Because it's just him. It's, he's nothing. You know, he's nothing. He's like a puppy barking. 
And, and, and is, is, why? Why are we not afraid of the devil himself? You know why? Because greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Huh? Knowing that, hallelujah, you are thousand, a thousand percent sure that you are safe with God, in the hands of God. Amen? Amen? So, do not let the words of the devil affect your peace. Do not let the enemy destroy or affect your, uh, affect your happy life. Amen? Do not let anything uh, remove or do not let, let anything take your joy from you because it is the will of God for you to enjoy His peace. You know, there's a song from Pastor Boy Baldomaro. Um, I don't know if you know. Uh, for 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 you who does not understand Tagalog, uh, I will translate in English. The song goes, Kasama natin ang Diyos. Kasama natin ang Diyos. Di ako mangangamba. Di ako mababalisa. Kasama natin ang Diyos. In English, God is with us. I will not fear. I will not worry because God is with us. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Amen? Uh, here's the conclusion for today's message. This is the conclusion. Can you post it? Yeah. The, this peace from God is a person. He is the Holy Spirit who represents the Father and the Son. Now, if the Holy Spirit who is not threatened by anything, oh, he does not, he fears no one in the whole universe, okay? So, if this spirit who is not threatened by anything resides in us, lives in us, and is with us and for us, tell me, is there really a reason for us to be afraid? Is there? Is there a reason for us to be afraid? In Cebuano, kung ang balaang, uh, kung ang balaang, sorry, kung ang balaang Espiritu Santo nga walay gikahadlukan, nagpuyo ka na to, naabay tinuod nga rason para kita mahadlok o, makabal, o mabalaka? Is there really a reason for us to be afraid? Of course not. You cannot find the scripture that says, you know, be terrified. <laughs> Children of God, be terrified. You know, give in to fear, something like that. Or, or, or worry, okay? Uh, you know, there, there's no scripture that says we have to worry. Because Jesus said, do not be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. That's what the Lord said. Hallelujah. And the promise is that this peace, which is a person, who is a person, lives in us. And he is with us. And he is for us. As long as you stay on his side. Amen? <laughs> as long as you stay loyal to him. Amen? So if we let God, if we let him, he can fight the battles for us, friends. He is our leader. He is our guide. He is our comforter. He is our teacher, our provider, even through the pandemic. Okay? So do not be afraid. Do not fret and do not panic. If you have the peace, if you have peace with God, then you have peace, the peace of God. 
Then the Holy Spirit who is with you and in you, you know, um, He is the one who will guard you from, from, from the troubles that will stress you down, <laughs> that will make you unhealthy. So, friends, the storm will not harm you because the Lord is with you on the boat. He may be sleeping in the boat while the storm is raging, but the fact that the Lord is on that same, the same boat, therefore, you don't have to fear. Therefore, you don't have to panic. Therefore, you don't have to be scared. Don't be scared because He is with us. Amen? Paul Wilbur, okay, I just want to add this song. I like this song. Paul Wilbur said in his song, the, the Lord is the rock of my salvation. Why should I be uh, out of tune? Why should I be afraid? So, the Lord is the rock and my salvation. Why should I be afraid? He's, he's my, the, the solid foundation okay, of, of my life. In this life, why should I be afraid? So, ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this question. If the Lord is with me, if the Lord is in me, is there really a reason for me to be afraid? Is there? Is there a reason for us to be afraid? So friends, you know the answer. It's up to you to apply what you have heard today. You see, because you can actually deflect. Instead of reacting against the, you know, the, the negative things, you see, whatever tribulation, whatever trial we will face in this life, I tell you, behind the curtain is the millennial kingdom which Jesus will establish. That's why I want, you know, I want it to, uh, I want the prophecy sealed, okay, come to pass and, you know, because we are looking for the city with a true foundation. That's from Steve Green. We're looking for that city not made by human hands. It's a perfect government. Amen? It's, the, 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 hallelujah. I, I cannot describe all of it because that's not my topic for today. But my topic for today is for today, for this generation, for this time. While we are going through times of uncertainty, Uncertain times, we need to learn how to deflect, how to rejoice, how to uh, how to um, uh, meditate, how to uh, to to dwell on right things, how to meditate, how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, who is near, so near, and the proximity is this: He's not only with us, but He lives. In us and friends he is for us that's it for today's episode thank you for joining us keep in touch with us via facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for maranatha family church davo on facebook where we also stream our church services again that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo God bless.